Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Basement Talk podcast. Ed Birdsall joined by Jake Simone, as per usual. And of course, this is the long-awaited March Madness episode. We are going to be going through every last inch of our brackets. We are going to be giving you every winner. We're going to be giving you every little detail that you need to know when you are making your brackets on Thursday, or if you are a crazy man or woman and you are filling out your brackets Friday morning before tip off. I wouldn't recommend that, but some people do like to do that. But before we get to that, let's say hello to Jake. Hi, Jake. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? You know, just a uh, crazy week all in all. We got March Madness. Uh, I got Jet fans killing me left and right. <laughs> Loyal listeners, uh, the Jets Way podcast think I'm too negative. And <laughs> uh, everything Joe Douglas does is great. I'm too negative. I need to become more positive because the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in 11 years. And everything's great. Everything's great. The fact that we, I mean, I get, I, I like the signings that he made, but we need more. And good players are getting signed left and right. I don't want to get too far on a tangent here, but. You know, I, I'm getting killed. I'm getting killed. I, I need my basement people to, to, to hype me back up. Pick me I, up. Was, I need to pick me up. I was about to say, your own podcast, you're not liked. On no. this podcast, you're liked. <laughs> it, it depends on the day. I'm too negative on the other podcast. Well, because of the New York Jets. They bring out the worst in everybody. Yep, At least they're supposed to. You know, I, I'm an objective fan. I'm sorry. Of course. I, you know. There's nothing wrong with objectivity in this world. Absolutely not. And if the yeah. if the uh, go happy, uh, optimistic people want to be living in their own little fantasy land, let them. Let let them be. You are there to report the facts, and that is what you're doing. There is no conjuncture associated with the Jets Way podcast. I'm glad you're in my uh, my corner. Means Absolutely, a lot. podcasters. We stick together in these dark times. So we are getting into. The brackets, like we said, then at the very end for all the betters out there, basement bets, we will be going into that and we will actually be picking all of the first round matchups. So we got the spreads, we got the over-unders coming for you. Jake and I want to preface that as saying, for the sake of your own mental sanity, unless you are good with over-unders, try not to take them. But Jake and I are going to try and pick them anyway. But... Stick to your spreads, stick to your teasers, stick to your money lines. That's probably the safest way to go. But we'll get to there when we when we get there. But even though this is a bracket show, even though we are 48 hours away from the madness officially beginning, Jake, there is one – well, I should really say three. There are three constants in life, three guarantees, death, taxes, and the Basement Talk podcast beginning with Deep Sleeper of the Week. Jake, your Deep Sleeper of the Week, sir. Hit us with it. I'm going to go with uh, a popular TV show, actually, because the new season's coming out, I heard, in April. Mm, now, more television. Not officially confirmed, but more of a off-the-record reporting confirmed from somebody. I'm going to go with you, Season 3. Coming out in April, I don't know if you're an avid fan of the show, you. I've heard great things. You should really start watching it. I mean, it's definitely 
uncomfortable at times to say the least, but big fan of Ken, ba- uh, Ken, Penn Badgley, uh, going back to the gossip girl days. Uh, think he's great. He's a great actor. Does a great job as Joe Goldberg. So um, excited for this new season and the, the women of Joe's life, let's just say are very easy on the eye. As we like to say here, big, big fan of love Quinn. They, She's a lovely lady, very, very violent and weird and freaky, but lovely lady. Listen on the basement talk podcast. We are avid, avid, scouters here on this podcast any particular people that strike our eye in terms of having talent we do appreciate that here on this program i think that's a good assessment i mean we only talk about the bachelor every other week yeah next week we have a lot to discuss (gasps) oh yes we do we have it in but next week Yes, next week. Next week, there is a good oppor- There's a good chance, depending on if it's a light news week. Who the hell knows? There's a good shot that we spend like 45 minutes talking about the Bachelor because there's just so much to unpack with this yep. past week. I mean, oh my lord! But I'm 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 steering myself away from that deep dark hallway. We are not going there because that's next week. This week, we have to just blaze through deep sleeper before uh, we get into these brackets because these brackets going to take forever just because of how much how many notes I've jotted down and and just going looking at my brackets it, it there's a lot but um, my deep sleeper for this week the New York Rangers now Jake I know you are a big hockey fan biggest hockey <laughs> fan I know used to be a huge one I'm not gonna lie really and then the Yep, and then the Rangers decided just to trade Captain Cali one day, and I was just like, "Fuck this!" Very interesting. I used to, I have a right on the corner of my wall here uh, for my birthday when I was about nine or ten. My dad got me a Henrik Lundqvist signed stick. I love the Rangers. No shit. Yeah, I have to get back into it. I'm not gonna lie, but you should. Now is a good time to hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, Lundqvist was my favorite player, man. I'm not going to lie. I think the last time I watched like a full hockey game in the entirety of the game is when the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> when I was a senior in high school, I was in Binghamton for the state championships, and I saw the Rangers get bounced. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a sad time for all parties involved. But they are my deep sleeper because right now at 9.52 p.m. on Wednesday, March 17th, the New York Rangers are currently winning 9 to nothing against the Philadelphia Flyers in a National Hockey League game that is currently airing on national television after scoring seven goals in the second period. Seven. Siete. Seven goals. Talk about an absolute pounding that is going on at Madison Square Garden right now. Yeah, hockey is great, man. Hockey's great. A lot of a lot of good winter sports in New York right now. We got the Rangers buzzing, the Islanders buzzing. The Brooklyn Nets are just they've buzzed through the roof. They they cracked it. And the uh, the Knicks seem competent. dare I say competent. It's it's refreshing to see in New York. It, it really is. You know what? Every every sports town has their their period. In terms of like having a collection of of teams. You know, you have Detroit, they had their period where they had the Pistons, they had the Red Wings, they had the Tigers, 
They've never really had the Lions, but that's a whole completely different no. story. But they've had their moment. Uh, Boston, uh, Philadelphia, kind of, sort of. L.A. has def- definitely had their moment. Houston, and then now it's it's definitely gone. Yep, definitely gone now. And it looks like maybe, keep our fingers crossed, New York is uh, potentially on the uh, on the come up. But, I mean, at least the, the, the Jets, what they're doing, at least, you know, there's something of a foundation going with, with I li- the Jets. I with like the Robert Giants, Sala. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I like Robert Sala. I love Corey Davis. We could pull out the receipts. What did I tell you before free agency oh, started? Oh, and what did I tell everybody? That Corey Davis is about to be a star. Love him. He is a great man. And you know what? It's the first time in my life that I've ever uttered these words. But because you have my man, Corey Davis, jet up, baby. Yeah. Now it's time to cut Crowder. Sign TikTok. Sign make, make <laughs> the Jets TikTok. great again. Sign oh, Mr. Corvette Corvette. It's Corjette Corjet now, my man. Soon to be. <laughs> hopefully. Probably not, but hopefully. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Corjet Corjet. Could have been a deep sleeper. That oh, that is brilliant. I'm I am going to use that, by the way. I hope. I I am absolutely 1,000% going to use that if Juju Smith-Schuster signs with the Jets. 100% no questions asked. You have my permission. You are a saint. So, told you this could be a quick, deep sleeper because we have a lot to get into in terms of unpacking this bracket. So, here's what we're going to do. We are starting with the round of 64. We are going to start in the West then we are going to go down to the east. Then we're going to go to the south. And then we are going to go to the Midwest. After we get done with the round of 64, we have some questions from our listeners. We have some questions about the brackets that we are going to answer after each round. So if there are some questions that maybe you have that you do not have answered, maybe someone else asked your question. Or maybe we'll answer it in discussion. So, Jake, I got three words for you. Are you ready? Always. All right. Buckle up. This is about to be something. Okay. Let's get going. We start in the West. Number one, Gonzaga versus 16, Norfolk State or Appalachian State. I think for full disclosure, I think Norfolk State does beat Appalachian State in this playing game, and then Norfolk State will be playing Gonzaga. Full yeah, disclosure. Well, I mean, yeah, I, uh, do we even need to spend time on this one? Uh, no, we really don't need to spend time <laughs> on this one. Uh, I think we could, you know, really unpack Gonzaga when we go further along. But uh, yeah, uh, Jake, Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay. Gonzaga, quick. That's easy. Moving on. This was a tough one to pick. Number eight, Oklahoma, who are two-point favorites against number nine, Missouri. Uh, With Oklahoma, really, they should have been a higher-ranked team in this tournament, in my opinion. Uh, They finished the regular season 0-4, but this is a really, really well-rounded team. Offensively, defensively, 
this is a really solid, solid group that Oklahoma have. Austin Reeves is really the focal point of this Oklahoma offense. Defensively, this is a really, really solid team. Like I said, they force steals. They keep opponents off balance, especially in the paint because they have they are really, really well-sized, especially for a team coming out of the Big 12 where obviously you, know, you have Texas Tech, you have Baylor, bigger teams. Oklahoma definitely hold their weight in that department as well. But the number one thing that I think where there were times that I saw this season is despite how big they, they are, they have had a little bit of a tough time dealing with small ball lineups. But I will say this is a team that I would absolutely not want to underestimate in this tournament because they are, they are very, very, very good basketball team. I mean, they beat Alabama. They beat Kansas. I mean, but you look at the big matchups they had, especially in their own conference, especially with what we said, Baylor, Texas Tech. They lost to Baylor by 15, and they lost to Texas Tech twice. They did, however, beat West Virginia twice, who are a number three seed in this tournament. As for Missouri, they started this season off really, really strong. A 13-3 and start, and then they just came back down to earth in a big big way as they lost six of their last nine where does the production from missouri come from drew smith 14.1 points per game xavier pinson 14.1 points per game for him and really where it comes from down low jeremiah tillman 12.3 points per game seven rebounds and about a block a game as well the problem with missouri that i have is Behind the arc, they are shooting 32% this season, which is not what you want, especially in this tournament where we see games become track meets very, very quickly. And if they are not on from beyond the arc, Missouri could get absolutely blown away in this matchup. I'm going with the Oklahoma Sooners here. I'm going with Missouri. I'm Missouri. I'm I'm going with continuity. I'm going with experience. I'm going with size. Um you know, just more of a gut feeling sort of thing rather than I, I probably won't bet this game. I know we'll talk about it uh, eventually, but I'm um, going Missouri. And I'm also a big my, with my 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 March Madness brackets. You'll see the trend. I have to have a certain amount of upsets, uh, certain seeds. Like I feel like it's a lot of your bracket is a math equation, too, at the yeah. same time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you, Jake. Uh this is absolutely 100%. You know, you need to just pick your spots where you're going to be going and picking up picking up upsets and things along that uh, that nature. So, you know, eight nine, it's really a, it's really a coin flip. Uh, for me, this isn't this isn't really that close. I think Oklahoma are the better team, but it just depends on when Oklahoma team come out really. And uh, if Missouri want to shoot the three ball, then then they have a shot. But I just think Oklahoma are the better team. I think the better team does prevail. Creighton, six-point favorites versus the Cal Santa Barbara Gachos. Oh, I mean, where does even start with Creighton? Uh, Obviously, the whole mess with Greg McDermott and everything that has surrounded this Creighton Blue Jays team. They got absolutely smoked in the Big East Championship. I think that that... What's going on at Madison Square Garden tonight with the Rangers is probably the second 
biggest blowout of the week uh, when you're going and looking at that Georgetown Creighton Big East championship game. But even then, Creighton come in, they're in a relatively good position. Marcus Zagorowski, he really is the focal point for this Creighton offense. Creighton is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire country. And Jake, I know, is a big, big fan of experience, experience, experience. Creighton are one of the most veteran teams in this entire tournament. And they've played pretty solid opposition and have gotten good results. Villanova, they've taken one off of. Kansas, they only lost by one at Kansas. UConn, they've beaten three times. Seton Hall, they've beaten twice. And Xavier, Xavier, they've split one and one. As for the gachos of Cal Santa Barbara, Ja'Cory McLaughlin, remember that name. He is the conference player of the year for Cal Santa Barbara. The Big West champs are entering this tournament on an 18-1 and run in 2021 alone. And this is a team that rides on effort. They out-hustle teams. They force turnovers. They are very stingy on the defensive end, which in this tournament, as we both know, Jake, from just watching this tournament, really, really helps. And for me, I think this is where we see a first upset. I'm going with the gotchos of Cal Santa Barbara. I'm going with Creighton. I, I don't love Creighton heading into the tournament, but I just think they have way too much offensive firepower right now for the gotcha. <laughs> I can't even say that. Wow. The gotchos? Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Creighton. I think they might, they're going to rally around. That was an embarrassing display in the Big East tournament. I think they use that as motivation. I think they had a lot of controversy heading into the Big East tournament. I think now that experienced group is going to get their legs under them, more focused in these games in March. I'm, go, I'm going with the better team here, like you alluded to last segment. Uh, definitely, I'm, I'm going Creighton here. Pretty confident about it, too. I do love my 12-5 upsets, but don't have it here. We move on to the next one. Virginia, seven-point favorites versus Ohio. Virginia, it, they, it's really a question mark of where they going to show up. And, you know, the whole issues with Virginia surrounding their uh, their COVID problems right now, all signs are pointing to that Virginia are going to be there versus Ohio. They have until Saturday to do it, which helps them. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they get there. But in terms of in terms of Virginia – they are one of the best offensive units in the entire country. Above average on defense, I wouldn't say that they're elite, but I wouldn't say that they are terrible either. And one of the things where I think they're going to cause a lot of teams fits is that like another team that I love in this tournament, Wisconsin, they are slow as molasses. They are going to kill the clock. They are going to take their time going up the floor and they are going to pick and choose their spots. Tony Bennett, that's the way that he likes to play. That's the way he drills it into his players, and that is exactly what's going to happen. Ohio is going to have to be very, very efficient shooting the basketball if they are going to keep this a close contest. But the one player for Ohio that I think can be the guy and has been the guy for them all year long is Jason Preston, the do-it-all point guard. He is the absolute engine for this Bobcats team. He is an absolute stat stuffer. 16 points a game, seven rebounds, seven assists. The one thing that Ohio does well is they score the ball. 
that's what's going to help them. That's why I think they match up very well with Virginia. But Virginia is also very good defensively. And if Ohio can't score because of how stingy Virginia is defensively, then Ohio could be in for a long day. But Ohio did narrowly lose to Illinois. They only lost by two. So they are a stingy opponent, and they have had a track record of keeping it close with the bigger teams. Unfortunately, the uh, run ends early for Ohio. I'm going with the Virginia Cavaliers. I have an upset. I think Ohio wins this basketball game. I love this. I love this. We're not agreeing on anything. No, I have Ohio here. Um, I'm going with the hotter team. Uh, winner of the MAC tournament. Nine of their last ten games they won. Virginia with the COVID. If the COVID situation was a little bit different, maybe I'll be more on board with Virginia. But you can't just show up to to the to the. I guess was their fans going to be there? Is it really going to be an arena? Who the hell knows? Um, you can't just roll up out of bed and play a game in March against. And I, by the way, I think a 13 seed is a little disrespectful to Ohio too. I think they're a whole lot better than that. I agree with you. That's a different story. I, this is not a traditional 13 seed. And like you said, that point guard, Preston, he's pretty damn impressive, man. Like, you know, is he an NBA prospect? I like, he should be, uh, I don't know. Whenever I think a guy is really good in college basketball, they're like second round pick overseas player when college is over. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) I think guys I never heard of are first-round picks, but <laughs> that's besides the point. I'm going with Ohio here, the hotter team. Virginia might have a little bit of a hangover from last year. Notoriously known for first-round chokes as well, I might add. That's true. I'm going, I'm going with Ohio. Move on to number six, USC versus Wichita State or Drake. Now, of course, the playing game. I personally think Wichita State beat Drake. Drake have been very inconsistent, up and down all year long. I think Wichita State win that game, get into the tournament where they will face USC. And the one name for USC that you have to remember if you're listening to this podcast, Evan Mobley. The dude is a freaking beast. 16 and change points per game. He belongs to a USC team that are one of the best shot-blocking teams in the entire country. They dominate the glass as well. That is so important to do in the month of March, and I don't think it really matters whether it's Wichita State or Drake. I think USC do take this. The one stat, though, that I did see, which worries me a little bit with USC, is if they are in a close game here, USC only has one player shooting over 70% from the free-throw line this season. So that is a big problem for USC if they are in a close game. But I think Evan Mobley and his talent really shines through. And I think USC wins. I have you. I hate USC, um, but I, I have him here. Bottom line, uh, you know, I don't want to hate on them too much, but like you said, Evan Mobley is a special player. And I think special players in the month of March shine. I have, USC in this game and as far if it's Drake definitely Wichita State worries me a little bit um, not gonna lie but uh, I'm going with USC to win this game move on to the next one number three Kansas who are 10 and a half point favorites versus Eastern Washington this is one of my favorite teams in the tournament I love 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 Kansas and uh, Ochi Abaji 
absolute stud for Kansas. This is what Kansas does. They score, 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 score. And that is what you're after in March. Who can put the ball in the bucket? And that's what Kansas does. Bill Self is one of the best coaches in college basketball, definitely now, maybe ever. He's led this Kansas program to unbelievable heights. And I see no reason why Kansas is going to have much of a problem here. So uh, Kansas for me. Veteran backcourt. Uh, some COVID-19 issues too, if I'm not mistaken, for Kansas. Yep. That That is a yep. little bit of a concern. But I think they're being slept on a lot. They are a force this, this March for sure. And uh, like you said, teams that put the ball in the bucket generally are successful this time of year. But they're top 10 in offense in the whole country. Um, you know, they've been there. I'm I'm going with Kansas. Very, very confident. I think they cover the spread, too. I mean, we'll say Eastern Washington definitely is not one to sleep on entering a tournament. They've won 14 out of the last 15 games. This is a very, very good offensive team, Eastern Washington. But for me, I'm just I'm going with Kansas. I, I, I don't have any reason not to pick Kansas, quite frankly. So I'm just not going to go against them. So Kansas it is. Number seven, Oregon, who are five and a half point favorites taking on number 10, VCU. The Ducks coming off of an absolute stunner in the Pac-12 tournament against in-state rivals, Oregon State. Prior to that, the Ducks had won 11 of their previous 12. Dana Altman, one of the best coaches in college basketball that absolutely nobody talks about this team is spearheaded by the two seniors, Chris Duarte and Eugene Omar, Omarui. I mean, they have what it takes to really make noise in this tournament. And I have to say this side of the bracket, even though Gonzaga is in it, I truly think that this side of the bracket is wide open. And there are a lot of really, really good teams in this side of the bracket and I think Oregon are one of them. If I had to pick, I know this was a question. I didn't put it on here because I knew I was going to say it when we did talk about Oregon. If there is one team that I think could really make noise and bust a lot of people's brackets for all the right reasons, Oregon is that team. I truly, truly believe that. As for VCU, the one thing you need to know with VCU, defensive team. They are top 10 in the entire country in turnover, block, and steal percentage. That is what really their claim to fame was under former head coach Shaka Smart, who is now at the University of Texas. And now Mike Rhodes has come in, and he is doing exactly the same thing. This is a very, very good VCU team. This is a team that should not be slept on by any imagination. Last team into this tournament, Utah State, got killed by them by 16. So this is a team with tournament pedigree. We've seen them go far before. Would it shock me if VCU try and swipe one here? I would not be surprised. But for me, I'm going with the Ducks. I have the Ducks, too. I don't think VCU scores enough. And that's generally not a team I take in the uh, March Madness brackets. Definitely. And the Ducks are notoriously good. In the month of March, I might add. 
Yes. Yes, I uh, I do agree. So I don't think we need to talk about this one too much. Uh, Iowa, 14 and a half point favorites versus oh God, no. number 15 Grand Canyon. Uh, this is going to be the Luca Garza show, isn't it? Um, we don't, I don't think we need to talk about this one too much. No, not at all. <laughs> I will say for Grand Canyon, though, I will give, I will give him his props. Uh, Javon Blackashear Jr., very, very, very good player and someone you should be keeping your eye out for, but won't be enough to stop Iowa. I don't, I don't think so. So, no, Iowa for me are. Moving on there, that should not be much of a problem. All right, we move on to the east side of the bracket. I don't think we need to be spending too much time on this one as well. Michigan versus Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. I think Mount St. Mary's will beat Texas Southern, and I think they will be playing Michigan. It doesn't matter to me. I think Michigan win this game. But there are definitely question marks at Michigan, which we will talk about later. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. Moving on. Number eight, LSU, who are one and a half point favorites, taking on the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure, number nine seeds coming out of the East. Uh, I mean, really, this just comes down to which LSU team is going to show up. I mean, Cameron Thomas, who was the one of the best rookies coming out of the SEC this past year, 22.8 points per game. Uh, Trenton Watford, another really, really good player for LSU. Javante Smart as well. Uh, Cameron Thomas was first team All-SEC, while Watford and Smart were second team All-SEC. This is a team that can really, really score, and they can get to the free throw line, which is so important in March. As for the Bonnies, this is a balanced 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 team they're great offensively they're great defensively the problem with bonnie though is what happens to them when they are going up against much better opposition because if you're looking at the teams of note that saint bonaventure have played they've played vcu they've played st louis and they've played richmond that is not anybody on there that really strikes anybody and says okay wow you know bonnie played a very good team and and beat them. Haven't done that. They have not done that. LSU are going to be the first team that they've played to have true name recognition. Um, I I was very, very, very tempted to take St. Bonaventure here, um, but I am going to side with talent. I think talent shows at the end of the day, and I think Cameron Thomas is going to be a guy that a lot of people know about come the end of this tournament. So I'm going to go with LSU. Telling you right now, LSU is nice. Yeah. Like, really, really good. I watched him play Alabama on a Sunday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday. It's uh, they, they just look like athletic freaks out there. Like, maybe yeah. they play a little sloppy at times, but they just have so much raw talent and they shoot the hell out of the ball, too, man. They were, they were hitting some shots. They're like, this is some low percentage shots that they're just draining like they're warm up jumpers. It's, Insane. I'm going with LSU. I think LSU is going to make some noise this this March for sure. Um, they're definitely a team to keep an eye out on. They Like you talked about Oregon, this is a team that could definitely bust some brackets. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I really think so too, especially with who you're looking at in the round of 32, setting up for a Michigan-LSU matchup. Mm, that could be one where a lot of brackets are uh, – 
are busted, but we'll get there in just a little while. Next up, number five, Colorado, five-point favorites versus the winners of the Big East, the Georgetown Hoyas. I mean, Colorado, their MO is that they can get to the line, they can shoot free throws. They lost in the Pac-12 title game because they uncharacteristically struggled from the free throw line. Just plain and simple. And that's just not what the Buffaloes do. They have been very, very good from the line all year. Um, I would expect that to be just a little blip in the radar. They were going to be in the tournament one way or the other. And, you know, I'm not really worried about Colorado in terms of being able to uh, get it done from the line. As for Georgetown, this is this Georgetown just has Cinderella team written all over it. And this is a matchup that for me scares the living hell out of me. I'm going with Colorado, but I'm not super convinced because Georgetown, they, they, they just, there's something with them and I don't know what it is. And yes, Patrick Ewing, I know who you are. I am picking against you, and I am so sorry. Colorado, but it's going to be a bit of a nail-biter. You mentioned it, uh, Cinderella team. There's something going on with this Georgetown basketball team. I don't know what it is exactly because they were pretty pre- pretty putrid all season long. Yeah, like very. Weren't even close to the tournament, and here they are. And winning the Big East. Like The Big East is not a joke either. No, not at all. So I'm going with this is my one of my 12 five upsets. I'm going with Georgetown. You know what? You know what, Jake? It's not a bad pick. And if if you're telling me that this time tomorrow, when I'm going through my brackets one more time, I change Colorado to Georgetown, I wouldn't be surprised. Because this is one I think that I went back and forth on about six or seven times. And I I still don't know. I, I still don't know. Because this Georgetown team, there's just something about them. I don't know what it is, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see a 12-5 upset here. It really, really wouldn't. Um, All right, Florida State, 10.5-point favorites taking on UNC Greensboro. Uh, Put it simple, Florida State and Leonard Hamilton. Leonard Hamilton's one of the best coaches in college basketball that nobody talks about. This is a team that are so good from – behind the arc they have five players averaging at least three threes a game they can shoot the lights out of the ball and they are one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the entire country this for me i i, I don't have any reason to pick against florida state i know some people are going to just go with a 13-4 popular upset but no nope nope not here florida state roll I love Florida State. They're one of my favorite teams in the tournament. They have some absolute sledgehammers, too. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, they have all the makings for a team poised for a run. And, uh, no, I I don't see UNC Greensboro competing with them. Like, I'm sorry. Really, really, one of the most, uh, one of the more simpler decisions I had, uh, for this, uh, round of 64. Yes. And I will, I will say too something to look out for for Florida State. They are one of the also one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the entire country. They have two or three players that are averaging over one offensive board per game. So 
if you're talking about second chance checking second chance points i can get some words out that'd be nice this is the team that can definitely get it done there and i think if there's a little preview for basement bets i think florida state cover love it next up BYU taking on the winner of Michigan State UCLA. Jake, before we get into talking about BYU, Michigan State, UCLA, how the hell is Michigan State and UCLA a playing game? I don't freaking know, man. I I, I don't really know. But all I'm saying is, man, I I'll I know I don't want to steal any of your thunder, but I would bet I don't I'm not actually gonna do it, but Dude, there's no freaking way Tom Izzo is losing a playing game tomorrow night. Uh, absolutely like, not. I don't want to be on cold takes exposed here, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Tom Izzo. And uh, just to jump the gun a little bit here, um, I love my Mormons. I talked about them last week, I think, on the podcast. I might have told mm, you privately. Yes, you did. I like BYU, but uh, yeah, it when Izzo gets going, it's uh, time to look the hell out. I'm going with my team, Michigan State. I might be a little biased because that's my team for college basketball, mm. but um, I'm going with the Spartans because – you do not bet against Tom Izzo in the month of March. I don't care who's on the team. <laughs> you don't bet against them. I tell you what, if it's UCLA, BYU will roll. Yes, I agree. I think Michigan St- – and BYU, though, against better competition worries me a little bit, I have to admit. Um, I they agree. Were, they, they have, like, a little bit of a Wofford feel to it. Like, remember when Wofford went on that run a couple years ago where they just splashed threes and – they were just scorching hot. They have a little bit of that feel to them, but yeah, not against Michigan State. UCLA, I think they're a little flawed. I, I like you said, I don't know how this is a playing game, but um, I'm, I would go with the Mormons there <laughs> against uh, UCLA. But Michigan State, all the way. Go Put it this way: I will say with BYU that they can score the ball. They can. They yeah. are very good at that. The experienced backcourt they have, Alex Barcello and Brandon Averett. And then, of course, Matt Harms, who we talked about last week, the transfer from Purdue. This is a very good basketball team, BYU. But in terms of big games, they've lost to Gonzaga three times. They lost to USC by 26 Home. Yeah, no bueno. At home. And this is a team, USC, that we don't love. Utah State, the last team in this tournament. Utah State, they only beat by three. BYU, I love them. They got dealt a very, very bad draw. And if Michigan State, which I fully expect, come out, against UCLA and it's Michigan State versus BYU. Give me the 11-6 upset. I'm going with Michigan State. Agreed. Flat out agree. I we're getting back on track here, Jake, in, in terms of uh in terms of agreeing. Love it. Let's keep the ball rolling. This is an easy one. I don't think we need to really go uh too much into this one. Texas nine point favorites versus Abilene Christian. Uh Jake, do you have a 14-3 upset here? Nope. <laughs> okay. Not Beautiful. at all. I don't Beautiful. love Texas though, but nope. Yep. I listen. I have my questions about Texas, but they are not going to be asked here. Uh, Texas rolls. That's uh, that's an easy one. 
UConn, three-point favorites taking on number 10, Maryland. This is the James Book Knight show. When he plays, UConn is great. When he doesn't play, UConn is meh at best. They've lost to Creighton three times. They beat USC. They've lost to Villanova. This is a team, again, you have Book Knight on the floor. This kid can do it all. But, but, Maryland, they have one of the best defensive guard duos in the entire country with Eric Ayala and and Aaron Wiggins. If there is a team that I think can give UConn fits, especially James Booknight, it's Maryland. I'm rolling with the Terps against uh, UConn. Ab- nope, I'm going with the Huskies. <laughs> I I think uh, when Booknight plays, UConn, it, it has a little bit of a Shabazz vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And I just think UConn is the better scoring team. I don't know if the – from what I've seen from Maryland this year, I'm sorry. It feels like they throw up bricks every single time I watch them and bet on them. But I could be wrong. I don't know what the statistics exactly say. But, uh, yeah, UConn to me is the better team when their best pe- when their best player plays and they have a guy that could really take over the game. And I think that's really important um, in the month of March. So, uh, UConn for me. The thing with Maryland is that their, interme- their intermediate game is very good. They're above average nationally when it comes to three-point percentage. Defensively, though, they are a bit challenged at very average in terms of rebounds per game, and they are one of the worst teams ranked nationally, not just amongst qualified teams. We're talking nationally ranked in terms of causing turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. That is absolutely screwed me this year so many times, bro. (laughs) Join join the club. But it might be my my axe to grind with them. But yeah. (laughs) If they can get to the round of 32, which is really – this is supposed to be a walk year for, for Maryland. I don't think many people really expected Maryland to be in the tournament. They're here. I think if they can get to the round of 32, that would be a very successful year for Maryland. And something just tells me that Maryland are going to get there. So I'm going to roll with the Terps. So help me God. Alabama, 16.5-point favorites versus number 15, Iona. Jake, um, do we need to spend much time talking about this? Nope, but I would love to see Rick Pitino win. Absolutely. I would love to see Rick Pitino win. I don't know if you saw uh, Nate Oates after the uh, ranking show. He went on CBS Sports uh, Network. And for those of you who don't know, Nate Oates is the coach of Alabama. And – Nate Oates is actually best friends with Rick Pitino's son, who was, of course, the former coach of Minnesota. So that'll be a nice little interesting, hey, how are you, reunion sort of deal uh, when uh, Nate Oates gets to uh, go face-to-face with uh, Rick Pitino. Yep, sure. All right. We are moving onward to the South part of the bracket uh jake do we need to spend any time here <laughs> not baylor, at all baylor like 20, not, not even a second 26 point favorites versus number 16 hartford we will talk more about baylor in the next round for sure jake i know we're gonna have a disagreement on this one number eight north carolina one and a half point favorites versus number nine 
Wisconsin. What are, what are we disagree? What are we disagreeing about? Let me let me finish. I don't understand it. Unless you're gonna, unless you're really gonna surprise me. I'm taking Wisconsin here. Wow. Okay. I take that back. I apologize. I was. Oh no, yeah. I think I want to see UNC win. Come on now. <laughs> no, but seriously, in all seriousness, though, Wisconsin were they? They're plus one and a half in this game. I believe They're the plus line is one and a half in this game. Yep. Not gonna lie, that's probably my favorite bet in this round. Not a big spread. Um, getting a buck, not a almost a bucket, I would say. Uh, yeah. No, Wisconsin. At what? What's the big deal here? I I don't understand. Like, I Wisconsin in the month of March is always a. Uh, a tough out too. Like, I, I'm sorry. I know it's a, a really lazy analysis, but it's true. Some programs just have some magic in this month, and I I can't explain it. Even some years when I think they're really shit, and I expect them to be out early, they just go. They're standing in the Sweet 16 when no one in the world had them. And I, I think Wisconsin's one of those teams, but unfortunately, they they got a little bit of a rough draw here. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. Hey, Jake, you took the words right out of my mouth. How the hell are Wisconsin a number nine seed? No, nah, it's way too low. Way too low. Way, way, way too low. I mean, this is a very good basketball team. I mean, we'll start with North Carolina. What they do really well is their efficiency from inside the arc. They are one of the best intermediate teams in college basketball. They are dominant on the glass, and that is what could potentially win them this game, is how efficient are they with their shooting and how much can they dominate the glass, especially with second-chance opportunities? Because what Wisconsin does very, very well is they are so good in terms of controlling the clock. And like Virginia, they are slow as molasses. They are not going to be entertaining to watch because it's going to be a very slow, very methodical very carefully planned game. Wisconsin are not going to take many chances in this game. But if we're going to look at one guy that I think can really win this game for Wisconsin, Demetri Trice is the guy. I talked about him on the Sleeper Show. I'll mention him again. 55% of his career shots have been three-pointers made for Wisconsin. So I think he is the key to winning this game for Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin really want to win this game basing it off of, you know, interior play. I think they really want to be able to win this game from outside the arc, getting the threes to rain, and I'm rolling with Wisconsin. So, Jake, we are in full agreement on that, that Wisconsin are going to be the, the victors here. Love it. Love to agree. I don't, I don't know where that all came from. Like, uh, really caught me by surprise. I'm shocked that we've made it this far where we actually agree. Alrighty. So the next game that we have on the docket, number five, Villanova, six and a half point favorites taking on number 12 Winthrop. Now this is an intriguing game for a multitude of, of reasons. The biggest thing with this game is Colin Gillespie. The loss of Colin Gillespie, I cannot stress enough how big of a loss 
this is for Villanova. Their best player, their senior guard, averaging 14 points a game. This is as bad of a blow as you could possibly get for a team that once upon a time had aspirations to potentially win a national championship. And now I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. And they go, they're going up against a Winthrop team that are entering this tournament with just one loss. And they are a fast, fast basketball team. And they really bring it on. So Villanova have got to be very, very careful with what they do. They have to be very focused on the defensive end. While I say all of that, I trust my guy, Jay Wright. And I think Jay Wright, giving a week to prepare for Winthrop, get his guys ready to play. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is going to be the main focal point for Villanova. We know he'll be there. I'm going with Villanova. I don't love it, but I'm going with Villanova, and I know it's not a contrarian pick. I know everyone is going to pick the popular Winthrop, wavy, trendy pick here. Winthrop over Villanova. I'm not going to do it. I'm going with Villanova. I don't love it, but I trust my guy, Jay Wright, and I think the one thing that he does well is he gets his guys ready to play, and I think the boys will be ready to play, and I think the Wildcats win this game. However, Winthrop plus six and a half is the way that I personally would go. I'm taking Winthrop. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm taking Winthrop. Dude, they're like 23 and one. They are. Like they, yeah. They're not a joke, and nope. Gillespie is a it's a huge loss. The guy was the co-conference player of the year. Mm-hmm. Like this loss. isn't – Yeah, exactly. Like this isn't, you know, the sixth man or – Nope. A guy that's averaging like five points. On this the, is their best this player. Is, this is the heart and soul veteran leader. Like, I get it. Jay Wright's a great coach, but Winthrop's not a joke to me. And I think, honestly, a 12 seed is a little disrespectful to them, too. Mm-hmm. Going to be brutally honest. So, uh, you know, you, people that love their 12 5 upsets, I know it's a trendy pick, but damn it. <laughs> I guess I'm being trendy. I'm going Winthrop. The one thing about uh, Winthrop, when I was uh, looking at them and trying to see what makes them tick, their point guard, Chandler Vaudrin, he's 6'7". He is, that is unorthodox behemoth, size yeah. for a point guard. You don't see point guards that are 6'7". So he is going to be a matchup nightmare for Villanova. He has three triple-doubles on the year. Villanova has to be very careful. In, in this game they really really do and this is one this is a pick i think out of all the picks that i've made i have some rationale between all between every pick this villanova pick there's no rationale i don't know why i'm taking villanova i'm taking villanova and i don't love it because my my gut says best player out no way villanova wins no way I think but, you just—I think you're going to change your pick by the time tip-off happens. I, Jake, I've already changed it about 15 times because <laughs> th- this this matchup for me, ugh, poor Villanova that they got Winthrop. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, you could they 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 could have gotten you could have given them Virginia Tech, 
make them as like a six seed. You could give them Virginia Tech, and I think they would have been completely, completely fine. You could give them Utah State. You could have made Texas Tech a, a five seed, which I don't know why Texas Tech is a six seed, but that's uh, that's a conversation for uh, for another day. But yeah, I love Winthrop a lot, and I think plus six and a half. I think it's a home run bet, by the way. Plus love six it. and a half for Winthrop. I absolutely love it, and love I it. I will up. I will be taking that. One hundred percent, I'll be taking that to the bank. Winthrop, but plus six and a half. But I am gonna take Villanova. I, again, I don't love it. I wouldn't recommend you listen to me on that one. I would probably say listen to Jake on that one. Take Winthrop. But just my overall gut, I'm trusting my guy Jay Wright. Number four, Purdue, seven and a half point favorites against number thirteen, North Texas. Jake, do we have a 13-4 upset here? No. Okay. No, Purdue is really good, dude. Like, yeah. They they just have more talent and um they're not gonna allow themselves to lose <laughs> in, in the round nope. of sixty-four. Nope. I, I don't even think we should spend a lot of time on this one. We're not going to. We are we are not going to. We are gonna fly through the rest of this because we have questions to get to, and then we're gonna have more meaningful conversations when we get to uh to the last rounds or so when the, when the bigger teams are, are more in play. But this one, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Uh, Purdue, I think, roll. Texas Tech, minus four and a half, taking on number 11, Utah State. Jake, do we need to spend much time on this one either? No, I have Texas Tech. Yep, I do as well. Uh, please hammer minus four and a half, Texas Tech. Please, I and beg un- you. And under. Yep, and un- and under as well. Uh and we'll talk more about that when we get to uh, basin bets at at the end. But just a little tip: you're listening to this, pause the show, go to your book, please bet responsibly while taking Texas Tech minus four and a half. Please, I beg you. Moving on, this is the matchup of the round by a million miles. Number three, Arkansas taking on number 14 Colgate. This Jake is going to be an absolute track meet. Arkansas lead the SEC in scoring at 82 points per game, second in rebounding with around 39 rebounds per game. First team All SEC player Moses Moody, second team All SEC player Justin Smith, SEC Sixth Man of the Year JD Notai. This is a team that are loaded with talent. But I say that, and then I look at the Colgate Raiders, and this is another team that can flat out score the basketball, plain and simple. This is a really good offensive team. 82 points per game for Arkansas, 86 points per game for Colgate. 14 and 1 entering the tournament. This really is going to be whoever scores 90 points wins. Quite frankly, um I'm going with Arkansas, but don't be surprised to see a 14-3 upset here. <laughs> the bottom line is the other team one team scores more against relevant teams and then another team scores a lot of points against future accountants that's true like uh arkansas pretty confident about that one 
very confident about that one. Very interesting. Very, very confident about that one. I, I really, was, I really, really like Arkansas. I was not as confident about that one because I've watched Colgate play a couple times. They are a fast team and they are very good offensively. They are very, very good defensively. And the one player that I want everyone to be looking out for, he won the Patriot League player of the year, Jordan Burns. He is a beast. Look out for him. I think this game is a lot closer than people think, especially when you're talking about a 14 versus a three. But I agree with you, Jake. I think Arkansas get by, but it's not as close as you think. Fair enough. All right. We go from the most exciting game of the first round to the biggest snooze fest of the first round. Number seven, Florida versus number 10, Virginia Tech. Jake, I really have no reason why I picked Florida here. Um, I flipped a coin and I just said, okay, I'm going to take Florida. I don't know why, but I am. I'm taking Florida. I don't know why. (laughs) Me too. Honestly, me, me, uh, it's really a toss up. Yep. It could go either way. I'm going Florida too. Number two, Ohio State. Number 15, Oral Roberts. Jake, do we need to spend much time on this one? No time at all, my friend. Ohio Great. State. Great. Ohio State. We move on to the Midwest. Number one, Illinois, minus 22 and a half point favorites versus the winners of the Colonial, the Drexel Dragons. Jake, do we need to spend much time on this one either? Nope. <laughs> I really like Illinois. I love, love Illinois. Love Illinois, but I wouldn't be upset if Drexel won, considering they represent the Colonial, and that is the division, that is the conference of one Hofstra University. But yeah, Illinois, roll, roll, capital R O L L, roll. Number eight, Loyola, Chicago. Sister Jean and her Ramblers against number nine, Georgia Tech. Of course, everyone remembers the Loyola Chicago Ramblers when they went to the final four as a number 11 seed. And I will tell you, Jake, this team is better than the team that went to the final four. This is a dangerous offensive team shooting better than 50% from the field and Cameron Crutwig, one of the remnants of that final four team senior now back. And he is an absolute machine when it comes to putting the ball in the basket. As for the yellow jackets, winners of the ACC tournament, taking down Florida state. This team is no joke. Georgia tech. They are absolutely no joke. They run an efficient offense inside the arc is where they mostly operate, but they can definitely shoot the three, three wall. They are very good defensively as well. And that's where I think they can give Loyola Chicago fits. Unfortunately, I love the Cinderella story and I love me an in-state game in the tournament, setting up a battle for Illinois, Illinois, Loyola, Chicago. Give me all of that. I'm taking Sister Jean. I'm taking Loyola Chicago. Absolutely love Loyola Chicago. I think they got disrespected in the rankings as well. I agree. And there's no way in hell I'm betting against uh, Sister Jean in the first uh, round of uh, 64. Absolutely not. Because Jake? Yeah. They got a rough draw, though. I mean, 
Illinois next is yikes. Jake, as we know, women named Jean who are women of God, they are great ladies. Couldn't have said it better. Shout out, shout out Grandma Jean. Great lady. Great lady. Okay. Number five, Tennessee. Eight-point favorites there, taking on number 12, Oregon State. This is an interesting 12-5 matchup. This depends on the health of Tennessee's best player, John Fulkerson, having issues with concussions, knocked him out of the SEC tournament. Tennessee, they are all over the map. They are really good when they want to be, and they are really terrible when they want to be. They did not put together a string of more than two wins in a row post-January. They were 8-7 and seven to end the season. And then you look at Oregon State. Oregon State just beat Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament. Then they went and they beat Colorado in the Pac-12 championship game. They are riding this high. And while no one really expected Oregon State to be here, I look at Oregon State in a lot of the same ways that I look at Georgetown. I don't know why I think they're a Cinderella team. I think they are a Cinderella team. And I'm going with the upset here. I'm going with Oregon State over Tennessee, providing John Fulkerson does not play. If John Fulkerson plays, then it becomes a bit more bit more tricky to really back Oregon State. But if Oregon State are playing Tennessee and Tennessee does not have John Fulkerson, give me Oregon State. 12-5 upset. Uh, Fulkerson plays, I'm taking Tennessee. If he does it, obviously, I'm going to go Oregon State. But this yep. game, is, I mean, that plus eight right now, I would bet that. That's only going to go down, I feel like. I feel like I the public's going to be on Oregon State. But, yep. yeah, it's my two cents. I would too, Jake. I think now is a great time to be going for plus eight for Oregon State. Completely, completely agree with you. Number four, Oklahoma State at seven and a half point favorites versus number 13, Liberty. Jake, do we need to spend much time on this? Freaking love Oklahoma State. <laughs> I love I, I dude I love them so much I love them so much uh yeah I'm I'm rolling with I'm rolling with the Cowboys here Oklahoma State easy easy as can be all right we move on number 16 Sandy number six excuse me number six San Diego State at three point favorites taking on number 11 Syracuse San Diego State Top 10 defense in the entire country. That is what they do very, very well. As for Syracuse, they are efficient on offense. They take care of the ball. They do not turn it over very much. And they are very, very good at the free throw line. And and much to the chagrin of Jim Beheim. I know you may not want to hear this, but... Buddy Beheim is the best player that Syracuse has. They are very good on the perimeter. This is going to be a really, really close game. I'm going with the better defensive team here, which is San Diego State, but I don't love it. I'm going with Syracuse. I don't blame you. A little bit more of a gut thing because of Jim Beheim, but... Uh, my head tells me San Diego State, but my gut and heart are telling me Syracuse. 
and Jake, I have no problem with that. Quite frankly, I'm not going to blast you for that one. I, I really, really, really like that pick. And wouldn't surprise me if I go and change that. Really, really would not be a shock. Uh, West Virginia at 13-point favorites versus number 14, Moorhead State. Uh, Jake, we need to spend much time on this? No. Okay. No. Beautiful. Uh, West Virginia roll. This is a very interesting one. Number seven, Clemson, getting one and a half points versus number 10, Rutgers. I don't understand why people are so down on Clemson. This is one of the best defensive teams in the country. They are aggressive on the press, which gives them more opportunities for turnovers, which put it this way, you're stealing the ball in March. You're winning games, plain and simple. And Clemson are one of the best turnover teams in the entire country, especially in this tournament. They are so good defensively that Rutgers could have problems with them where I think Rutgers are getting their clout here is people are still riding on the fact that Rutgers beat Illinois way back in December. This is not the same team that beat Illinois. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. Miles Johnson, Jacob Young are really, really good players, though. Really, really good. They cannot be underestimated. I'm going with Rutgers, but I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson win this game. Hey, uh, Ed, I just got a little bit of breaking news on the uh, tournament. Yeah, go for it. We just talked about uh, Loyola Chicago and yeah. uh, Georgia Tech. Moses Wright is out for this weekend's NCAA tournament games due to COVID-19 issues. Oh. oh. I, think, I think you should go take Loyola Chicago right now. I Yeah, I think you need to be going and taking Loyola Chicago right now. Because that is the ACC player of the year, Moses Wright, that now is going to be out. So, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, please pause this podcast. Go take Loyola Chicago before the line changes. The line right now, as of time of recording, is sitting at three and a half. I bet you that goes through the roof now. Please go take Loyola Chicago before the line gets too out of control. Please go and do that. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Jake, who do you have winning? Uh, Clemson Rutgers. A little bit of a coin flip for me, too. I think these yeah. teams are pretty evenly matched. I'm with Rutgers okay. just for that, just for the upset. Gonna be, I could see Clemson winning. I could see Rutgers winning. Uh, I don't have the, either of these teams winning in the next round. So, uh, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Houston, 20 and a half point favorites versus Cleveland State. And you spend much time on this? No. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. So that ends the round of 64. For the tournament. So now we get a couple of questions from the listeners. How exciting. So John says, hi guys. Hi, John. In terms of your overall brackets, who is the one team that you picked that you can see yourself not picking before the tournament starts? Hmm. And what the round of sixty four, or just picking in general to make a run? I guess in the round of sixty four, I, I or maybe just just period. I mean, who's a team that you regret saying that you 
are going to take? I know mine. Mine's Villanova. That's easy. Yeah, I would say for me, I don't know. I'm pretty confident in all my – I would probably go back and take Oklahoma over Missouri. Okay. I would say so. Otherwise, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I am too. Yeah, I mean, but I, 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 could, I could see the case. I, I'll probably change my pick to Oklahoma. You made a pretty compelling argument. I'll probably change argument. my pick to Winthrop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Mike. Mike says, out of the 12 seeds, okay, so I guess number 12 seeds, who is the team that you think can go the furthest in this tournament? Hmm. hmm. I think I, lo- think I love that question a lot. Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. In terms of your mind, I think Winthrop is the pick if you're okay. picking with your head. But, dude, like we talked about before, there's something with this Georgetown team where uh, would you really be surprised if they're – like let's let's take a look at their path. Georgetown – well, I don't know if FSU is a tough hand. Yeah, it's a very tough hand. I mean, I I'm can gonna, tell, I, go Yeah, ahead. but I, I don't know. They are a Cinderella-type team. I'm going to go – Oregon State's also a good one. I'm going to go with Oregon State because they, they have the – Oh, nah, they got to see Oklahoma. This is tough, man. I know. I'm gonna, mine. Go, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Winthrop. I'm going with the Gachos. I'm going with UC Santa Barbara. I mean, they really they, they have a f- easier route. Easier route with Creighton. Creighton, of course, have had their issues. And then if they do get by Creighton, then they go and they play Virginia. And Virginia, while I'm not saying that UC Santa Barbara are gonna easily take care of Virginia, I think that Virginia, they're they can be very vulnerable, and I think when I'm looking at the rest of the four seeds that are in this tournament, I don't see Georgetown getting by Florida State. I don't see Oregon State getting by Oklahoma State, and I don't see Winthrop getting by Purdue. So yeah. I'm going with the Gachos. Yeah, if you have uh, Santa Barbara winning in the first round of 64, I I definitely would agree with that pick too because it you know I, I personally think Ohio is going to beat UVA. And obviously, you'd rather be playing Ohio than any of those other teams, or even UVA for that matter. Yep. How how interesting would that be if you have number twelve taking on number thirteen in the round of thirty-two? I, I think it's really possible. I do too. I do too. Because oh, Ohio, like you said, Jake, we talk, when we talked about it before, I absolutely love love Ohio, and it's taking every ounce of restraint for me not to take them. Fair enough. As a was a really, you know, sneaky, sneaky 13-4 upset. All right, so we will have more questions, of course, at the end of the round of 32. So, Jake, you're going to have to help me out here in terms of what you have for the round of 32. So, I know you have Missouri. I know I have Oklahoma. So, we'll say Gonzaga taking on Oklahoma or Missouri. Um, I have Gonzaga. Ditto. Okay. Beautiful. Don't need to go crazy there. Um, you, my friend, have Creighton versus Ohio, correct? Correct. And I have uh, UC Santa Barbara versus Virginia. I hear I'm taking Virginia. Believe it or not, I sound like a hypocrite, but I'm taking Creighton in my matchup. Okay. All right. So it's setting up Gonzaga Creighton for you in the Sweet 16. It's setting up gonzaga uva for me in the sweet 16 so we move on to i believe we're the same here i believe we both have usc and kansas correct yep and i have kansas by slaughter (laughs) yep i do as well that is a very easy pick i think for both of us 
Uh, we I believe we have the same pick here as well. Number seven, Oregon, taking on number two, Iowa. Uh, yeah, we, we might think... disagree here. Ooh, okay. I I have Iowa. I have Oregon. Ooh, okay. Your rationale, please, sir. It's it's. I'm kind of going against what I said last episode for teams that I liked. I just think Oregon's freaking smoking hot right now, and I don't know, man. Uh, it's just it's March. That that's my explanation for you. I you have to have some of those teams going far, and mm-hmm. I have Oregon, man. They they have all the momentum in the world, and I think Iowa could be choke artists, like to be quite frank. And I Garza, I guess, has all this clout and all this hype, but. Oregon's got some scrappy ballers, man, and yeah, the team playing their best this time of the year is a team that I'm uh, going to get behind and rally. I mean, I just think Iowa are too good again. Uh, they've let me down before. I wouldn't be surprised they let me down again. But when you have C.J. Frederick, Jordan Bohannon, Joe Weiskamp, and Luca Garza, I just think at the end of the day, talent really does show itself. And I, I'm not I saying agree. Oregon are not talented. Oregon are very talented. Oregon are very, very, very good team. But at the end of the day, I just think Iowa get the job done. I will say Iowa are prone to stinkers against better teams. Yeah. You don't want to have a stinker against Oregon. No. You cannot come out. You can't come out and take 10 minutes to get warmed up. Because Oregon will blow you away. Yeah. That's really it. And with Iowa, Iowa, I mean, we really should have talked about this before uh, we even got into the brackets. But since we're here, I really think Iowa, in terms of their side of the bracket, oh, my Lord, were they dealt a terrible, terrible draw. You're going to have to see Oregon and you're going to have to see Kansas. And, and then, you, and then, and then yeah. if they get there, then you got to play the Zags. Yeah, that's, I mean, oh, I don't think they have. I don't think they have the makeup for that. I'm sorry. No, I, we no. again, we didn't know about the the brackets last week either. Like, right? You know, and now, and now here we are. And now here yeah. we are. We know. And Iowa got dealt a really, really, really tough draw. But uh, for me, you have Oregon going into the sweet 16 and I have Iowa going into the, the sweet 16 moving on to the East. I believe we have the same here. Number one, Michigan versus number eight LSU. I am going with Michigan, even though we yep. are missing Isaiah livers here. And that is going to be a massive, massive, massive loss for Michigan. I'm going to quote a great man here. Go Tigers. I have LSU. That's a that's a great man. That is a really, really, really great man. Yep. I have LSU here. I think Michigan is overrated as hell. Mm-hmm. And I think LSU, you never know who's going to show up to the to the gym. And I think uh, LSU is going to bring their A game and play up to the competition here and beat a, a fragile Michigan Wolverine team, LSU. I don't blame you for, for making that pick. One bit. One bit. Uh, number five. Well, you have uh, Georgetown winning, correct? I do. Yep. Okay. So you have Georgetown. I have Colorado. We both have Florida State. I think we have the same pick here, regardless. Uh, I'm taking Leonard Hamilton in the Seminoles. Yeah, me too. Love him. Yep. I do as well. Uh, you have, we both have Michigan State. So that helps. Michigan State and Texas, number 11 versus number three. 
this is where the run ends for the Spartans for me. I'm going with Longhorns. It ain't ending here for me. Okay. Take the Spartans. Okay. Tom Izzo and the Spartans take out Shaka Smart and the Longhorns. Uh, Jake has the Yukon Huskies. I have the Maryland Terps going up against Alabama. I have the Tide. Roll Tide. I have the Tide, too. We move up to the South. Baylor, Wisconsin. It took every fiber of my being not to pick Wisconsin, but I am taking Baylor. Yeah, Baylor is freaking nasty, man. That's why, you know, I didn't love Wisconsin as much as as you did, but I think they definitely beat UNC, but Baylor's too much. Yeah. Well, I didn't think Wisconsin would be a number nine seed. Me either. I and thought they, they got, yeah. They got completely screwed. So that yeah. Baylor Baylor roll. Baylor are too good and they should take care of Wisconsin. No problem there. Uh Villanova slash Winthrop. I have Villanova. Jake has Winthrop going up against Purdue. I am going with Purdue. Purdue as well. Number six, Texas Tech going up against number three, Arkansas. I am going with Texas Tech. Chris Beard and Texas Tech getting by Arkansas and headed to the Sweet 16. I'm going with Arkansas. Mm, I think they can, I, I think they can flat out shoot the freaking ball, dude. I'm going with offense over defense here. Moral of the story. That's fair. That's fair. I, don't, I Listen, it's not, not a terrible pick, but I'm going to go with Chris Beard. I'm going to go with Mac McClung. Okay. I respect it. Number seven, Florida against number two, Ohio State. I'm going with the Buckeyes, OH. So am I. Easy enough there. Now we head to the Battle of Illinois. Number one, Illinois versus number eight, Loyola, Chicago. I really want to pick Loyola, Chicago here. I really, really do, but I can't go against Illinois. So, Illinois. Illinois for me, too. Stunning. Oregon State and Oklahoma State. I'm going with Cade Cunningham. I don't have a reason not to. I have Tennessee here, but that's really subject to change. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Oklahoma State. So, you have Oklahoma State getting out of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think I learned from a few years ago when I did not ride the Murray State train with John Morant. And I didn't believe in the one-man team hype. But Kate Cunningham is finally getting help. And that is where I think Oklahoma State could be so dangerous in this tournament. You get Kate Cunningham help, and the help is consistent. This is... This is a good Oklahoma State team, and they can really make some noise. It's setting up an unbelievable matchup in the Sweet 16, Illinois versus Oklahoma State. Holy shit. That matchup will be really, really good. Um, San Diego State slash Syracuse. I have the Aztecs, and Jake has the Orange going up against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, I have West Virginia. I have the orange. Wow. Okay. Jim Beheim again? Jim Bay. I also think West Virginia is a little overrated, man. Like, I don't like, what do you think? If you look at all the three seeds, like Texas, I guess, is 
probably the worst one of the three seeds. I, I don't know, man. I just feel like some programs are made for this month, and Syracuse is one of them, and West Virginia. I don't know, man. Just so, I feel like the Syracuse team has a, a little bit of magic in them, too. Just to give hunch. me some vibes. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. Um, that, that I might change that, though. I, uh, for now, it's Syracuse. Okay. No, I listen. I I respect it. I just think I think West Virginia are a very 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 good team, and I think when it comes down to it, you know, you have Derek Culver, who's just an absolute beast on the glass, and that is what's really going to help West Virginia get by uh, in the early part of this tournament. But you know, yeah. we'll see if they can uh, they can continue that when they get to the Sweet Sixteen against the winner of. Rutgers and Houston. I am going with Houston. Me too. I like Houston a lot. Talked about them last show. All right. So that is the end of the round of 32. We are getting closer and closer to getting to our final four. But before we get to that, we have some more questions, of course. So this one comes from Mark. And Mark says, what's going on, fellas? Fellas, huh? Okay, we're, we're fellas now, Jake. We're fellas. <laughs> we're fellas. Okay. What's up, fellas? Out of the top three seeds, so I guess he's saying out of all the seeds that are number one, number two, or number three, who is the team that you think is bound to bust brackets early on? What, like lose early on? Lose early on. Michigan. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I was about to ask what the definition of lose early yeah. on is, but I mean, Jake has Michigan going out in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I mean, for me, I don't really have a two or a three seed getting knocked out super early. No, I, um, I have Michigan getting bounced in the round of thirty-two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you have the thirty-two. My apologies, dude. Yeah, I think apologies. I have. I have a couple. I wait a minute. I have a couple of one to three seeds getting bounced. I have Texas getting bounced. Yep. I have West Virginia getting bounced. I might have to change this up. I might have to change that what that Syracuse pick. You might have to. I might have to. But dude, I don't know, man. I feel like this is gonna be a wacky freaking March. Like I I feel I like these mine. rankings are not true, like if that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, it, is, it makes tons they're sense. They're trying I feel like they're just trying to fool people, and I might just tr- be overanalyzing here. I'm not really using my head with a lot of these picks. I'm kind of just going with a lot of hunches because I'm trying to win my bracket, bottom line. Like, you know, I'm not trying to – you got to pick teams that go against the grain. Mm -hmm. And because when you hit them, you hit them. You know what I'm saying? Like, process of elimination. So Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a hunch feeling. But I would say Texas and Michigan overrated as hell. That whole bracket, I think, is really overrated. What the hell is the East – I think that's wide open. That's probably the most wide open one to me. If just looking at it from afar, I'm going with Arkansas. Going with Arkansas, I had them getting bounced in around a 32. I to, love them. Uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yep, but that's. I think. I, I mean, I love Arkansas too, but I think Texas Tech are really, really, really good. So I'm going with uh, Texas Tech. Uh, this question comes from Colin, and he asks: Out of the teams that are ranked. Fifth to ninth. Wow, very, very specific ranges yeah, wow. with, with these shit. questions. Very, very specific. Fifth to ninth. Go Fifth ahead. to ninth. Okay. You could have been sixth to ninth. I would have just said 
nice. But good job, Colin. You uh, you avoided the joke there. Out of the teams ranked fifth to ninth, who was the one team that you could see going to the final four? Yeah. I have mine. I have mine as well. I, I kind of have like a 1A and a 1B. Okay. I have a 1A, 1B as well. Go for it. Uh, LSU. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks too. Mm, that was one of mine. Yeah. That's one of mine. All right. Oregon, so I won't, you, I won't, whoa, I won't hold take the phone. Ha, you know, you have them losing in the round of 32. Leo, put some respect no. to my Ducks. No, I had them losing in the round of 32, but do I think they could beat Iowa? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So, I think so, who, they beat so Iowa. We, bo- we both have Oregon. I have LSU. Who's your other one? Um, I won't t- I'll take I'll take the other one that I had in mind. Texas Tech we talked about. I won't take Texas Tech. Loyola Chicago. That's because fair. because of course Sister Jean. Not gonna not gonna doubt the they're, uh, not, be- they're not beating they're not beating Illinois, man. I think no. they need their match there. No, I don't think they are either, but can I see it? Yes, sure, because divine intervention takes all. And I will say Another five or a nine that I think I'm gonna go with UConn. UConn. I love that one. I had I thought about having UConn. We'll get into it more, but yeah, I like UConn yeah. a lot. I mean, they were a seven C when they won the tournament. Yeah, no, very valid point. They were. There's just something I love this UConn team. They beat. If they beat Maryland. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm close to changing my pick from from UConn from Maryland to UConn. So I wouldn't blame you. So, uh, you know, I, but if there's, if there is a, the, the teams, I think that are ranked five to nine, I'm going to go with, uh, with loyal Chicago because of course, sister Jane and God, and I'm going to go with, uh, with UConn. And then Jake is going for LSU and Oregon. Thank you very much, by the way, everyone for your questions. Cause we love answering questions for the listeners. So we are now in, the Sweet 16, we're going to pick up the pace a little bit so this podcast does not run to infinity and beyond. You get that reference, you are a friend of mine. So we are now at Gonzaga, West uh, Virginia slash Creighton, I believe. Is that, is that correct, Jake? You have Creighton yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, is any of us picking Gonzaga to go down here? No. No. Okay. I'm not either. So that settles that. Uh, number three, Kansas taking on Iowa for me, Oregon for Jake. I have Kansas. I have Kansas too. Okay. So that is setting up a number three, Kansas versus number one, Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. So Jake has number eight LSU. I have number one Michigan taking on Florida State. I have Florida State. I have Florida State too. So Florida State is going to the Elite Eight, and they are taking on the winner of Alabama for Jake and I. And then I have Texas. Jake has Michigan State. And I am going with Alabama. Roll Tide. I have the magic carpet ride crashing. I have the I have the tide as well. Yep. I, I I would have I would have hoped so. For as much as I love Tom Izzo, 
I'm bullish on Texas, but I'm even more bullish on Alabama. Alabama's a really, really, really good team. And I think they uh, they get to the Elite Eight, and they sets up an unbelievable matchup in the Elite Eight between Florida State and Alabama. So we move on to the top in the South. We have number one, Baylor, taking on number four, Purdue, for both Jake and I. Uh, Baylor for me. Baylor for me as well. And then the other side, we have number three, Arkansas for Jake, Texas Tech for me, against number two, Ohio State. I'm going with Texas Tech, baby. I wanted to take Arkansas badly, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. I... I think you're sleeping on the radio. Jerry would be disappointed in you right now. <laughs> he he would be. He would be. Yeah, but um, that, I'm, I'm not too confident in that one. That no. could all change. But for now, I, Ohio State. Listen, I'm not confident in taking Texas Tech over Ohio State either. I am not confident in that. Um, Dwayne Washington is a beast. EJ Liddell is a beast, but uh, – I'm just a hunch that I have. I love Texas Tech, and I'm going to go with them. It's setting up a uh, a Big 12 confrontation in the Elite Eight between Baylor and Texas Tech for me. So we move to the Midwest once again. Number one, Illinois taking on number four, Oklahoma State for Jake and I. I have Illinois. I have Oklahoma State. Wow. Yep. Kill kill me all you want. I have Oklahoma wow. State. Cade Cunningham. Okay. Yep. I mean, listen, I I, I, I hope you're right, because if Ohio State do make it to the final four, I don't want to see Ohio State taking on Illinois. But wow. Okay. Uh, uh yeah. I wouldn't want to see Oklahoma State either. Ballsy, Jake, but I like it. I, I I like it a lot. I have no qualms with that at all because Kate Cunningham could be the best player in this tournament if it's not Luka Garza. No, he is the best player. He is the best player in this tournament. Number one pick in the NBA draft. At least year will, to, at least yeah, who's going to be the number one pick? The Rockets? Yeah. Oh, God. Probably. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Hopefully hopefully it's the Mavs. Hopefully the Mavs get the number one pick. That'd be awesome. It's not happening. They're making the playoffs. Oh, they could tank. They could they could they could fall off. They could fall off and do the nah. Knicks a favor. Nope. 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 Move on. Uh number three, West Virginia taking on or do you have Syracuse here? I have Syracuse here. Okay, you pen, do have Syracuse here. <laughs> okay, so you have in, in pencil, of course. So West Virginia slash Syracuse taking on number two, Houston. I have Houston. I have Houston as well. Okay. So that sets up for me at least number one versus number two in the Elite Eight. And for Jake, it sets up number four versus number two in the Elite Eight. Question time. So Tom asks, are Gonzaga as good as the media wants you to believe. Tom, stop it. Stop it. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to say that the media is trying to sway you towards believing that Gonzaga is really, really, really good and one of the best teams to have ever played college basketball. Tom, the answer is yes. 
They are that good. They are great. And they are going to go far in this tournament. Completely so, agree, man. Believe like, the hype. I'm not going to sit here and say Gonzaga is overrated. They're very nasty. And, and I'm not using competition either. As no. like, I'm not going to be that guy. Gonzaga is nice. Take that so far. And Tom, listen to me. I'm I'm talking to you through the microphone right now. I've known Jake for the better part of my entire life, practically. And the one thing I know about Jake is when he has the opportunity to stir up a bit of a discussion slash argument slash debate, he's going to do it because that's what Jake lives for. Jake lives for the debate. He lives for the dialogue. He lives for the conversation. So when Jake is telling you, because everybody loves Jake in this podcast, when Jake is telling you that Gonzaga are damn good, listen to Jake. Gonzaga are damn good. Stop with the nonsense of trying to say otherwise that Gonzaga are not good. Gonzaga are better than good. They are great. Buy into it. And even better, put Gonzaga in your final four, please. Please, please, please. For the sake yeah, of- I, I almost didn't put them in my final four, to be honest with you, but I did. Just a little spoiler alert. As did I. As did I. So we could pretty much we could pretty much just go through that one uh, very, very, very quickly. Wanted to pick – yeah, okay, good. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I wanted to pick Kansas, but I, I didn't. I did too. I really wanted to pick Kansas, but I just it, – it's the Cinderella story of Gonzaga. Yeah, they're, and, they're too much. Yeah, they are way, way, way too much. Uh, this comes from Chris. Hello, Chris. So Chris asks, this is hmm, this is a very interesting question. I really didn't think about this before. I, I you know, you know, no, I'll, I'll ask Chris. I'll ask Chris this question because it's more of a basement bets style question. He said, "What is the best line that you have for?" the first round of games. I can give you mine right now, and it's over under in the North Carolina-Wisconsin game under 137. I love that a lot. Was it just an over under or a regular spread? Uh, just the over under in that game I love. But oh, no, I'm, just saying, well, I'm saying, what was his question though? Oh, he's saying for line? anything. Anything. It could be a money line. I'm... It could be a spread. It could be an over under. It could be whatever you want it to be. It's just your favorite bet. Well, my favorite bet is uh, Michigan State tomorrow night. Um, but that's true. Uh, I'm going to go with Oregon State plus eight. Uh, I think that's a really strong play. That line's probably going to go down. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin plus one and a half. I really like them, man. Really, really like Wisconsin. I do too. I do too. So we are uh, we are in common with uh, with that one. So. Uh, we don't need to spend much time talking about Gonzaga and Kansas. We both have Gonzaga moving on to the final four. We move on to Florida and Alabama in the Elite Eight. I'm going with Florida State. I'm going with Florida State too. Very interesting. So I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost bet. On, I almost took UConn to beat Alabama and. The round of 32. I I almost did that, but I didn't do it. It's not crazy. It, it no, really, it's really not. I'm going not, Florida State here. I'm pretty confident in it, too. I, I am, too. I, I tell you what. I think if there's one part of the bracket where number one is not going to be going to the final four, 
or at least the Elite Eight. It's the East. It's the East with Michigan. And there are three teams for me, maybe maybe four, that I think I'm super bullish on in terms of them having a shot to get to the Final Four. It's the East with Florida State, with Alabama, with Texas, and then with potentially UConn. And if not UConn, then LSU. Love it. So we move on to, for me, I have it as Baylor, Texas Tech. For Jake, he has it as Baylor, Ohio State. I'm going with Baylor. I'm me going too. with Baylor. I hate to I hate to be that guy that you know is putting two number ones in his final four, but I'm going to awesome. go ahead and do it. Yeah, no, do def- it. don't feel bad at all. Like you're the two best teams in the country. I'm so, going to be. I'm going to be vanilla Baylor. here. Yeah, yep. me too. I'm going. I'm going with Baylor. Done. And then I have here Illinois and Houston. Jake has it as Oklahoma State and Houston. I'm going with the Illini to get to the final four. So that's three number one seeds in the final four for me. I'm going with Oklahoma state. So the Cinderella story for Oklahoma state continues and Jake has them going into the final four. So pretty much we had the same final four with the exception of Oklahoma state getting there uh, instead of Illinois for, uh, for you. But other than that, we both had Gonzaga, Florida state. We both have Baylor. And then you have Oklahoma State, and I have Illinois. Isn't that crazy? That is really crazy. We had some we had some bumps along the way, but at the end, we were still on the on the same wavelength. So, before we go into the final four, I have one question here, and I am so thrilled that this lined up the way that it did because this is from Justin, and this is a question, Jake. That is tailor made for you. Oh God. Justin asks, and I am speaking verbatim here. How the fuck are Oklahoma state a four seed and not a two or a three? Justin, that is a fantastic question. Yeah. I I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't really know how they select all these seeds to be completely honest with you. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's so many I disagree with. This year, more years than than previous years. I get, I get it. It's a wacky season, mm-hmm. you know, with teams playing a uh, different number of games than other teams. So, I don't know. Um, but Oklahoma State is a uh, a top flight four seed, to say the least. I think yeah. Florida State, good year four seeds, to say the least. That's I'll- not usually the case, but um, I really don't see too many 13-4 upsets. I, to be completely honest with you, I know I had Virginia. Um, losing, but uh, yeah, no. Outside I, I of that, there's, there's not much. Yeah, no, there's really not much of a shot for the, the rest of these 13 seeds. No, I, I completely agree with you, Jake. I don't think there's really much of a chance for the 13 seeds early on in the tournament because these number four seeds are, they're dangerous. They're dangerous, dangerous teams. So we are in our final four. We will start with the winner's of the West taking on the winners of the East. That is Gonzaga taking on Florida State. And I have the Cinderella run continuing. Gonzaga is in the national championship and they are fighting for the unbeaten season. It's just, it seems like it's written in the stars for, for Gonzaga. And I have them in my national championship. 
I have the Zags too in my national championship. And then for me, it is Baylor, Illinois. For Jake, it is Baylor, Oklahoma State. I am going with the Illini. Okay. I wanted to pick Oklahoma State, but I, I think they meet their match here, dude. Baylor has so many freaking offensive weapons. It's insane. They do. It's, they really, really do. They – wow. Yeah, so I'm going with Baylor, bottom line. And now the national championship game. For me, it is Gonzaga, Illinois. For Jake, it is Gonzaga, Baylor. And I say the undefeated season comes to an end. And Illinois wins the national championship. I have the undefeated season coming to an end as well. I think Baylor beats Gonzaga. Okay. Okay. So I have Illinois winning the national championship. And Jake has Baylor with Gonzaga being one game away from the undefeated beaten season oh my goodness well that was a very very fun exercise but before we go we got some bets for you baby so we're gonna go through all of the games in the first round and we are gonna give our best bets for each game, we are only going to be doing spread and over-unders as prefaced at the beginning of the program. Avoid the over-unders as best you possibly can unless you are really, really good at them, which Jake and I are not. So let's power through these as quick as we possibly can. Oklahoma by two versus Missouri with the over-under being 141. I'm taking Oklahoma with the points, and I'm going to say the under. I want to take Oklahoma now, but I picked Missouri before. I'm going to go with Missouri, and I'm going to go with under. Number five, Creighton as six-point favorites against the Gauchos. Give me the points with Santa Barbara, and I am going to go with the over. I'm going to take the points here, but Creighton wins, uh, and I like over as well. Okay, I believe – I don't know if I said it was 138. If I did, then – Great. I'll say it again. If I did, then the over-under is 138 for Creighton and the Gauchos of Cal Santa Barbara. Virginia by seven over Ohio. Give me Ohio in the points. Love Ohio here, and I like under. Yep, and the over-under is 132. I like the under as well because Virginia, they do not play many over games. They do not. Uh, Kansas, 10.5-point favorites versus Eastern Washington. The over-under, 144.5. Give me Kansas by 10 and give me the under. Agree and agree. Awesome. Oregon by 5.5 versus number 10 VCU. Over-under, 137.5. Give me the Ducks by 5.5 and and give me the over. Give me the under, but give me the Ducks as well. Okay. So we agree on the Ducks, but we don't agree on the over-under. Iowa, minus 14.5 versus Grand Canyon. The over-under there, 145.5. Give me Grand Canyon in the points. The 14.5 points, that's a huge spread. Give me the points there. 14.5 points for, for Grand Canyon. I'll, I will take that all day and give me the over, 145.5. 
Give me Grand Canyon points, but give me the under. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll be too much over or too much under. I think 145 and a half is a pretty good line. That is the West. Moving on to the East. Uh, Obviously, the line not out yet for the number one seeds, of course, with the playing games between Gonzaga and Norfolk State, Appalachian State, and then Michigan with Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. Number eight, LSU, minus one and a half versus the Bonnies over under 144 and a half. Give me LSU by one and a half and give me the over. Agree to both. Love them a lot. Yeah, I do too. I do too. That might be one I, I would think about parlaying actually. The the spread with the with the uh, over under there. I think I like that. Allow me to give our listeners a nice little parlay at the end of this. Remind me. Of course, of course. I will, I will write that down. I will make sure that that we uh, we get that last word from you there, Mister Jake. So, Colorado by five versus Georgetown. Give me Georgetown to the points over under one thirty eight and a half. Give me the over. Give me Georgetown and the over. I agree. Yep, we are on the same page there. Florida State by 10.5 versus number 13, UNC Greensboro, over under 145. Give me the under and Florida State covering. Over and Florida State. Okay. All right. So BYU, nothing there yet with the playing game tomorrow between Michigan State and UCLA. Jake and I both both agree, however, that Michigan State should be one that you are going to try and hammer for Thursday night's action. So definitely, definitely go and, and hammer Michigan State. Yep. Number three, yeah. number three, Texas, nine point favorites versus Abilene Christian. Give me Texas and the points over under one forty and a half. Give me the under. Over, in Texas. Okay. Number seven, UConn, three point favorites versus Maryland. Give me plus three on Maryland and give me the over at one thirty and a half. Over and UConn. As evidenced by our brackets, we would disagree on that one. Yes. Number two, Alabama, 16 and a half point favorites versus number 15, Iona, the over under 147 and a half. Give me the under and Iona. I agree on both. I, I really like Iona there. I think that's a strong play. I do too. I do too. It's actually one of my favorite plays, believe it or not. I, I think if you do teasers, that's a great one to tease. A- absolutely. Get that to 21 and a half with a five point teaser. Uh, I, I Holy a, shit. A, a parlay, uh, not parlay, but a teaser with uh, Oregon State and Iona is really, really good. I agree with you. I agree with 100%. If you want to put Grand Canyon in there as well at 19 and a half, go for it. Go for it. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be opposed to that. Yeah. We move to the south. Baylor 26 point favorites versus Hartford. I am staying as far away from that spread as possible. Uh the over under 140 and a half, I will probably say the under, uh but I'm not touching that spread if I had to. I would say plus 26 for Hartford is the way that I would go. <laughs> I would take Baylor with the points here. You would. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to say under as well because I don't know how, 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 wow, how Hartford is going to score. Dude, it's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah. But uh, I'm taking by, Baylor points. By 26, uh, I, I couldn't. I, do I it. think it's going to be by 40, but it, it could. <laughs> it could, but I would not put my hard earned money into that. Uh, number eight, North Carolina minus one and a half versus Wisconsin. We already talked about this. Jake and I both love plus one and a half for Wisconsin, and we both like the under there. So no need to go any further on that. Number five, Villanova minus six and a half against number 12 Winthrop. The over under there, 144 total points. Uh, I like plus six and a half and I love the over. I love the under. Okay. 
I love. Right. I, I don't love the under. I wouldn't bet it, but if I had to bet it, I would take under and Winthrop. Okay. Number four, Purdue, seven and a half point favorites versus thirteen. Number thirteen, North Texas, over under there, one twenty six and a half. Uh, that spread is really, really, really low. I believe it's the lowest on the card, actually, uh, for any game in the tournament to start. Um, I'm going to take the over barely, and I will take Purdue with the points. Yeah, not a lot of points, so I would take over as well and uh, Purdue. Number six, Texas Tech at Four-and-a-half-point favorites because number 11, Utah State, last team in Utah State. Over-under is 131-and-a-half. Give me the under and Texas Tech covering. Yeah, we kind of talked about this one, too, yep. so I agree. Yes. Number three, Arkansas at eight-and-a-half points versus number 14, Colgate. The over-under, 161, the biggest spread on the opening slate of games. Give me the <sighs> – Give me Colgate in the points. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Plus eight and a half. The over under, though. I'm, I'm going, going under, with the dude. over. I'm going with the under. That's that's a lot of fucking points. I think I did, dude. I think that's going to be a track meet. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm, I'm really going do. under, though. Okay. I could see why you'd say over. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky line. 161 is a really tricky line because it is yeah. it is really, really high. Under. Considering the rest of the uh, the games that are setting, settling in the high. 130s in the low 140s so you see 161 you say oh okay uh pick them here between florida and virginia tech number seven versus number 10 the over under 134 and a half give me the under give me florida i agree but definitely 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 i don't uh, bet that game fade that game please yeah please fade fade that game as much as you possibly can uh number two ohio state at 16 point favorites versus number 15 oral roberts this is where I will throw my money down on Ohio State covering. There, I will say Ohio State and the points, and I'll take the under at 157. Again, that's a lot of points. I'm going to go with the under, too. And uh, if I had to, I wouldn't take Ohio State. Eh, I guess Ohio State points, but I wouldn't bet the spread there. I would love that even more if you could tease it. Yeah, I would say so, too. That's a lot Te- of points at the end yeah, of the it's day. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Tease it down to 11. I would love it even more. The Midwest, the last one before we are out of here. Number one, Illinois at minus 22 and a half versus number 16, Drexel at the over-under sitting at 143 and a half. Give me Illinois in the points, and I'm taking the under. Give me Drexel. Yeah, no, give me Illinois in the points. What am I saying? And, I was uh, about to say. Give me, give me over. Feeling okay. dangerous. All right. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, we talked about this one. Obviously, the news with uh, Moses Wright uh, changes a lot. Loyola Chicago at three and a half for now. That's a slam. Taking on number nine, Georgia Tech, the over-under at 126. Give me the under and Loyola Chicago. I will want to hammer that. Me too. Number five, Tennessee, eight-point favorites versus number 12, Oregon State. The over-under sitting at 130. Give me the over and Oregon State plus eight. Give me under and Oregon State. Number four, Oklahoma State, seven-and-a-half-point favorites versus Liberty. The over-under there sitting at 139-and-a-half. Give me the under and Oklahoma State by seven-and-a-half. I like over and I like Oklahoma State. 
Number six, San Diego State sitting at three-point favorites versus number 11, Syracuse. The over-under sitting at 139. If I had to bet this one, I would say Syracuse plus three would be the safest way to go. And I would say the over. Yeah, over-under is a little shot. I guess I say over two, but uh, Syracuse is a really, really good play there for me. Yeah, the over-under for that one I don't like like at all. So stay away from that if possible can. Number three, West Virginia, 13-point favorites versus number 14, Moorhead State, the over-under at 138. Give me West Virginia and the points there, and I will take the over. Give me under and give me Moorhead State with the points. I like that, too. I like that, too. That's one I don't want to see much part of. You won't see much action from me on on that one. Uh, Clemson plus one and a half versus number number 10 Rutgers. The over under sitting at 125 and a half. Give me the over and give me Rutgers. Give me Rutgers and an ugly game and the under. I agree with you a thousand percent, Jake. Then finally, our last one for the night. Number two, Houston minus 20 and a half points versus number 15 Cleveland State. The over under sitting at 135. Give me the under and give me Houston and the points. Love to agree on our last one there. Agree with both of them. Love to agree on the last one. So, Jake, before we wrap things up, you have a parlay you want to give the listeners. Floor is yours, my friend. Hit us with it. All right. So you could take for $17, $17, you could take Michigan State. I'm talking about tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Oregon State money line. Mm-hmm. I'm, these are all money lines, and Syracuse money line. Seventeen dollars wins you two hundred and fifty dollars. That's Jesus. a pretty good parlay. That's a very that's good a, parlay. That's a good good parlay right there. That's a good payday. That's what we're after here on the Basement Talk Podcast. I think Oregon State could definitely. It's funny because I picked Tennessee, but I'm, I think I'm changing that. By the way. I think that's a good that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm gonna take Oregon State, dude. I was running through I was running through it here on the book, like on my on my computer while we were talking. I was mm-hmm. just like out of curiosity. Dude, seventeen dollars to win two hundred and fifty dollars. That's pretty solid. That's very solid. I like I like that a lot, and I actually might take that. I I'll take it if you take. I already did, so just a little spoiler. Oh, it's already alert. in for you? Yeah, well, I mean we were talking about we were talking about the Oregon State spread, so I pounced early. That Atta boy, did you put something in for uh, Loyola Chicago? It wasn't on my site. Oh, they took it down. They took it down. They definitely took it down, those bastards. They well, didn't take – well, because I guess what it is is – yeah, I guess, is he ruled out already or – Yeah, he's out. Yeah, Moses, yeah. Moses Wright is out. Yeah, no, I got the tweet on that one. Yeah, but, so they, um, they took it Fol- down. They're Fol- probably going to adjust. I'm, I'm talking about Fulkerson, though, for uh, Tennessee. Oh, they haven't ruled him out yet. That's probably why the line was still up there. Yeah, they had not they had not ruled them in. They had not ruled them out yet. So yeah, these when, people know when they're out though. Like yeah, they're they know before we do. They're like that. the The sharks are uh, are definitely on it. So that is going to be it for this very special edition of the Basement Talk podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all the listeners that submitted their questions. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Please check the episode description where we have all of our contact information where if you have questions about anything that you want answered, whether it's on the Basement Talk podcast, whether it's on the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show, 
we are more than happy to answer your questions because we love doing that here on the Basement Talk podcast. Good luck with your brackets. Good luck with your bets. Remember, bet responsibly. Most important thing, do not go crazy with your bets. And please be financially responsible with every single bet that you make. Most important thing, besides, of course, having fun and enjoying this weekend that we have been waiting for for the last two years. It is finally here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. March Madness is upon us finally. And Jake and I, thrilled to be with you for this bracket episode. It was a pleasure to do. Jake, I know you are in my bracket challenge. I'm in the same one with you, and I wish you, my friend, the very best of luck in winning the fat purse. Love it. Best of luck to you, my friend. Thank you, sir. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So, of course, remember to go check out the Basement Talk Podcast, Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, and the rest of the Basement Talk Podcast family of podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Go find us, Basement Talk Podcast. It's all there. So, for my co-host, Jake Simone, I am Ed Birdsall. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast. Good luck, everybody, this weekend. Enjoy the basketball, and we will talk to you next week on Facebook Talk Podcast. Bye-bye.